Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. This is Sam. Please leave a message after the beep. <laughs> this isn't a voicemail, you idiots. It's, beep. There you go. <laughs> and that's a yes and <laughs> DJ. Welcome. <laughs> this is the podcast oh, yes. you've listened to for three years. Thanks for joining us. Over we three years. Over three Don't years. Don't sell us short. I was 21 years old when we started this podcast. <laughs> now I'm 26. I w- <laughs> That's how time works that in the lighthouse, so which is not what we're talking no, about No, but our review's up. Hey, you think that concept might be awesome. But anyways, here's business up top. Ready? Yes. Open your ears. Get the gunk out of them, because here it comes. Go to OnlyStupidAnswers.com to listen to the podcast. Check out our YouTube videos and more. We even got merch. You can go to Patreon.com slash OnlyStupidAnswers, because this week we're kicking off Super TV Showdown. That's the show where we watch all the superhero shows, even the mm-hmm. ones you don't care about. We're going to be reviewing them, and we're going to be leading all the way up to crisis on infinite earth this is the countdown gang make sure you keep your peepers peeled so you can join for as low as five bucks a month if you'd like you get the audio podcast and you can join in on the conversation on our discord so don't miss out it's going to be a blast let us know what you think on the discord at dj talk Strash, at sam basher and today we're going to be talking about the joker we're yes. talking about uh joaquin phoenix todd phillips uh, adventure into Gotham in the 80s. What if it was as bad as it's supposed to be? Yeah. This is how you get a Joker. Yeah, and what if you know the new hit film that has zero controversy around it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right now it's uh, sitting at a 69 nice percent <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes um, as of recording this. And it's crazy it still has a certified fresh because I was going through it. I'm like, when do you lose that? Yeah. 60, like 5 because 64% doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when does it lose its? But sixty four is not even fresh, right? That's what I'm saying. There's certified fresh. Then there's just you're, you're just fresh. No, it's still fresh. It's sixty four. At gotcha. after fifty. But what about certified fresh? That's why I don't. know. I looked okay. it up, but I couldn't find All it. All right. I mean, You'll I have to let us know. We're, we'll we'll have to hit up our contacts at Rotten Tomatoes. Right now, though, we have a review. A bit might be awesome, so you can go watch that. Give it a view. Give it a share, and let us know your thoughts there because we can't really do a back and forth now. Um, but we are able to read your questions regarding the Joker, and we're going to be diving into yes. it. But before we do that, we're going to take a nap, and then we're going to talk about what we're into <laughs> this week. One second. Hand naps are the best. Yeah, a little micro nap, and now we're back into it. Sam, mm-hmm. what are you into this week? Steven Universe again. I still. watched a few episodes. You rewatched the whole series. I realized I missed like three episodes by accident. They're 10 minutes. <laughs> it's really hard to keep track. They're all listed individually. I'm like, so a season's like 52 episodes, but I'm like, normally it'd be 20 episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or 20 something. And it's just like, come, come on, gang. Let's, let's consolidate let's get on this. The same page. Hulu lists them as individual. It's like when you watch cartoons as a kid, like they'd be two parters. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're like eight minute episodes. But it'd be one episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for some reason, Hulu separates them all out. So you have to cool. watch it over and over again. Actually, you know, that's probably convenient if you just want to see one of the things. Yeah, but like they do two, there's sometimes two parters. Cool. Yeah, so cool, it makes cool, it cool, a little cool. bit more confusing. Yeah. Um, but that's great. Also, um, this week, what did I do? I did. I didn't. I did. I did. I'm trying to see if I found a comic that I really like. <laughs> if you want to know more about our thoughts on comics, we just dropped a new comic book episode on Patreon.com/slash Only Stupid Answers. I remember what I'm into. What are you into? The Final Destination movies because I rewatched the first and the second one with my girlfriend, and she had never seen them. Nice. And I'm like, you don't know. This is the this only is one, primo Hollywood. This is cinema. The only one says Martin Scorsese. <laughs> According to Martin Scorsese, the Final Destination movies are true. You know, like those Marvel movies don't stack up to Final Destination. Sure, people work hard and the actors are working as hard as they could, but nothing compares to the Final, Final Destination, Destination 3D. I think the only one I've seen is the fifth one, which is weird because, because that one loops we, back on the first one. Yeah, yeah, I knew I knew an actor in it, or like a friend of a friend situation. So I checked that one out. The second one put. I want to say, put three fears into my head. Okay. First. That's that's the one. So the classic, it has such a good formula for a horror movie. Uh, There's a big accident that happens in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then, whoa, that's so Raven. Uh, You realize uh, some character randomly got the ability to get premonitions. Yes. Stops a bunch of people from getting in the accident. Accident still happens, and but some reason these people live. But then death's like, 
you fucked with the plan. Now I'm going to fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know death's classic line. <laughs> so then he... Then From he, the final destination. There's place. like a pattern to it, and like death gets back at people yeah. in like overly complicated ways where it's like a scene... Star- My favorite. It's like in the fourth one or something. Scene starts, uh, this woman who's like preppy and annoying or whatever. Like oh, there's she, always one. She, she made it out of whatever the fourth accident was. I think it was... I know there is so I think the one I saw and I don't know if it's the fourth or the fifth is race car. That's the fourth one. Okay. So in that and then the, and then the one after that I think is bridge. bridge. And I've seen I didn't see the movie but I saw the bridge. So incident. you didn't see the last one. So you saw the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So in the fourth one, that's when you get the death where woman go preppy woman goes into a salon in the beginning of the movie. She's like touching stuff on the ground or something and it's like look at this gross rock <laughs> it throws mm-hmm. it onto the on this lawn you're like okay so it goes into the hair salon and you're like uh oh death's in the air you can feel it yeah. uh oh the spinning ceiling fans lose yeah that's what the final destination movies love that there's all they go to all these things oh, yeah. of like what, what's, the what's, what's the thing what's the thing and like then you see like uh oh open flame in a salon mm-hmm. is like and it's next to a hair uh, spray of a uh, can of hairspray oh snap and then you're like uh oh but like the scissors are getting too close to the head they always do like that close-up and you can hear that little snip of the scissors and like then like so fan falls thing explodes everything they're fine and then as they're walking out rock comes back because Mm -hmm. someone runs over it with a lawnmower and it goes right through her eye and pops out and you're like yeah Mm -hmm. fuck yeah these moves so two the three fears installed uh, in me are fears they are uh driving behind trucks carrying logs i have that one too and i didn't even see that movie i saw the trailer for that movie i'm like you oh, know yeah. what good, good point or 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 the ones that have all those like um metal tubes in the back same thing yeah yeah, yeah just like mm-mm. i think the one that really got me was that someone as it was bouncing on the freeway because it fell out bounced yeah. and then the cop car runs through it mid-air mm-hmm. as it's like in mid-bounce so it's eye level with him and mm-hmm. all of his gunk pops out yeah. the back of the car and you're like <sighs> Not great. Not great. No, but um, that movie's great. And so so that was one fear. Second fear, one woman gets her head caught in a elevator as it door as it closes, mm-hmm. rises up, head pops off. Yeah. Or down. Either way, yeah. head pops off. Um, and then the other one was, oh, um, fire escapes on buildings have the ladders that come down. Yeah. So this guy's like house catches fire because he microwave. It's like a magnet or some bullshit. It's all this. And it's like hand gets caught in a garbage disposal, which doesn't go off, which you're like, that's got to be the thing that gets him. Uh-uh. Nah. Earlier in the scene, you forgot that he threw spaghetti out the window. <laughs> Slips in the spaghetti. Very vaudeville. And the, one of the legs of the ladder falls through his eye and squishes him that way. And just squishes his eye and he you dies. You know what I, what I would like is because what would actually happen if you got hit in the face with a ladder, it would just hit you in the face and hurt real bad. You know what I mean? I yeah. would like I would like more of that movies where it's like, ow, yeah, 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 like big black eye. Uh, Catherine Richardson says the only thing I remember from those movies is the car crash with the log truck. Yup. Yeah. I, I can't drive behind a truck with a bunch of stuff in the back. Danny M says that. Yeah. You know, so they same pointed thing. out. I know. Going back to Martin Scorsese, they pointed out that you know, like, oh no, it was a quote from Kevin Feige. It's like you know, Alfred Hitchcock never Hitchcock never won an Academy Award. Also, the Final Destination films never an Academy Award. Despite they were their iconic, in the running, despite their iconic work, they 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 were in the running. Strong William Scott's in the first one. He's not even the main actor. Everybody yeah. else in the movies. There's one part where I because rewatching it, there's a whole part of the movie I just don't remember where the main guy who can see the future. He he runs off to a cabin and he like puts like safety stuff everywhere yeah. and like death keeps trying to get him. He's like, you pesky death. You yeah. can't get me. Like a, a door opens and a bunch of saws fall out. And you're like, why didn't you check for all the saws in the, in the top drawer of that, of that shelf, dude? Why didn't you check your saw drawer? Man. Uh, okay, no, I got a question. So yeah. you've seen all the final destinations. Yeah. Okay. Do we ever find out why the person gets the premonition? It's just the pattern. Them's the rules. You can't have Batman without the Joker. Yeah, no, no, but like, so if death is this like big existential, like, w- but why do people get the premonitions to begin with? Who's 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 trying to th- uh, fl- uh, throw a uh, wrench into death's plans? You have the problem with Hollywood. <laughs> so, we don't, so we don't know. We don't know why the premonitions happen. No. Also, here's something. That's I mean, always, maybe I don't remember. Here's something that's also bothered me. Why doesn't death just give him a brain aneurysm? Um, actually, there might because it's too morbid. <laughs> it's like, uh oh, this guy got cancer. You know, like, 
No, I mean, it's way more humane if they trip and fall and their head gets impaled on, like, a piece of wood. Yeah, cancer's not fun. The, wor- the worst one that, like, got stuck in my brain was from, like, the third? Because Roller Coaster. Yeah. Um, girl is working at, like, a Home Depot. Yeah. Falls backwards into nail gun that just repeatedly goes off in the back of her head and just nails are, like, popping out of her, front of her face. And well, she's, she's, like, screaming the whole time. So like, is there any correlation between how they were supposed to die in the incident and how they die in real life? There's a pattern. Okay. The order they died in the in the first incident gotcha. is the order they'll die in the in now. But the type of death doesn't matter. So it's not like she got a bunch of nail, no. nails in her because of the roller coaster. Now she has to die with nails in Home Depot. No, but two girls get cooked in a tanning bed. So I don't think that would have happened on the roller coaster. That's fair. That's fair. I um, oh, so many questions. So many. So many final. We should watch those movies. Questions. Those movies rule. Those uh, are well, fun. It's, it's the perfect time for it. It's Halloween time. Uh, speaking of Halloween time, mom spaghetti. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into uh, what I'm into. I would love to tell you, Sam, right now that what I'm into this week is uh, Peaky Blinders because as of this recording, it's finally dropped. The new season's finally dropped on Netflix. But again, we're recording this right now, and so mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to check it out, which really bums me out because Peaky Blinders is the best. You had show. all morning. I, I apparently it drops in the afternoon or something. I don't, I don't know, man. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, point is, point is, I haven't had a chance to check it out. Um, what I have been checking out is the new season of American Horror Story, AHS 1984. And I'm going to be honest, I, I, I'm, about ready to, I'm about ready to tap out. I'm Some people are saying it's fun. It is fun. Dumb fun? Yeah, it's just not, it's just, it, it's doing exactly what, it's like, oh, slasher, but a show. And it's like, it's just, it's just not, it's not doing anything like, I think the last, <clears throat> the last truly great season was sex with that the found so footage good. one because it's just the best use of I, we were talking to our friend Josie when we were at Fantastic Fest and um, my favorite bit from that season is when because they do the reenactment and then they bring everybody back whatever so in the quote unquote original because the family was supposed to have lived there dealt with this stuff then a reality show is based around it then they bring the reality show people and the family back to the house. So in the first reenactment, you've got Evan Peters as this like old timey ghost in the tunnels and he's there to help. And then when you actually see the ghost later, it is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, like it's great. like, oh shit. Because like, it kind of looks like him. It's like, are you down there? Yeah. It's like, and, mm-hmm. and then it's just one of those classic like screaming with the mouth too big. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, so it's a, that that was a great play on the found footage idea of like editorializing and like kind of like the last episode they're like that one guy who plays like the the median like yeah, yeah, a yeah. medium oh yeah 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 he comes um, back with like the cricket. teens yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he comes back with like the teen ghost hunters he's like hey everybody and he gets like <laughs> eviscerated yeah, yeah, yeah it's brutal so that was the last great season and I enjoyed Apocalypse just because it was like everything like literally like Sarah Paulson's playing like six different characters you know what I mean. And this is fun. It's just not. It's just not clicking, man. Like it's just not like. It, is she it's back? Just, she's not. She's not. And Peters is not back for this season. Yeah. Um. I John Carroll Lynch is back. He played the clown in season four. He's great. Um. He also pay, played. Um. Uh, he's really great. I just I rewatched Fargo, which is obviously great. And he's the, I forget that he's the husband in that. And also spoiler, I, I'll just say he's in Zodiac. <laughs> I could maybe guess who he plays. I'm just saying, let's just say he's in Zodiac. I could maybe guess who he plays. So, so he's back, and then Emma Roberts is back, and it's a fun like this time instead of playing like the the mean bitch, she's playing like the super sweet virgin girl that's you know probably gonna make it till the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll probably turn it on its head. I want to check out the politician out of Ryan Murphy shows that are out right I've now. I've heard mixed things. I hear heard, good things. I've heard mixed things about oh. it. Oh, you're only hearing the bad things about I, Ryan maybe, Murphy shows. Maybe, but I, I'm, I'm probably going to stick it out. My wife loves American Horror Story. Um, and so I'm hoping that, like, I also don't know how you're going to sustain. Because right now they're just doing the basic slasher movie premise. And it's like, how do you? Remember how cool. got, like, 13 episodes this season. How are you going to? Remember how cool the clown was in the first part of season four and then the rest of season four of Blue? The first half of season four up until the Halloween episode. In the Halloween episode, two parters, great, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the season just it just exists. Yeah, that show sucked. That 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 season sucked. Then I didn't yeah. check out five. Came back for six, and I'm not. I'm not going to check out another one after Which that. One was five. Five was Hotel with Lady oh, Gaga. Hotel was fine. Lady Gaga was really good in it. Yeah, I just wasn't going to do that. Yeah, um, she's really good in it. And then um, Richard Ramirez. The best episode of that season is also a Halloween episode because they have like all these famous serial killers come in for like 
a Halloween dinner because you know in Hall- they in this universe they've established that Halloween all the ghosts come out. Mm-hmm. And Richard Ramirez is in that, and then he's also a younger version of him is in this season. And I'll be honest with you because my wife was like, "Isn't that a guy?" And I was like, "No." And then I looked up like, "Oh, he is a real serial killer." A uh, lot, like by a wide, massive margin, significantly more attractive in the show than he was in real life. No, okay. Well, I'm not going to be checking that out, but I want to hear your guys' suggestions for some Halloween traditions. I want to. I'm going to be carving pumpkins this year. I made a promise to myself. Cool. Do you already know what you want to do? No, I'm probably just going to do another face. Okay, <laughs> just like cool, cool, triangle, cool. triangle, mouth, upside down nose. It's a triangle. Yeah, you get it. Uh, also, I'm going to try this year. I heard. If you cut it from the bottom, it doesn't cave in from the top when it starts to rot. So it stays, it just rots at the bottom. So it cool. can stay first firmer longer. Mm-hmm. And if you do like a spritz of like. So um, every, everybody needs to try and figure you know, just how to stay firmer longer. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. You guys will get it when you're older. And then mm-hmm. if you put like a little. They, somebody said, do like a spritz of like cinnamon or something in there. Mm-hmm. So that when it rots, it smells like candles. Cool. I like all those suggestions. Also, tonight I'm going to be watching Hocus Pocus, so I will report back on how that goes. And Thank also, you. Hocus Pocus, and I think we were going to we threw out either Corpse Bride or Beetlejuice. I think I wanted to see Beetlejuice more, I but I wanted seen to give Corpse Bride. Bride. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it very much. It no. wasn't bad. It was just like I was like, it's like Night Before Christmas too, yeah. and it's not that. Yeah, 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 not even close. And so I was like, eh. but I'm going to give it another chance. And we'll see how it goes. So. um this week, what we're talking about is... Also, I'm into One More Time with Sam Basher. Go subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Do it. Go on. Do it. Uh, this week, we're talking about the, uh, over the weekend, uh, DC released Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix and directed by Todd Phillips. Uh, to zero controversy. Everything turned out fine. Yep. Uh, and um, we thought it warranted a deeper spoiler discussion. But before we get into spoilers, for those of you who have not seen the movie yet... Uh, we're just going to kind of revisit our thoughts. You can see our spoiler free review, uh, youtube.com slash might be awesome. Um, and, but Sam, Mm -hmm. uh, I know when we walked out, we had to process it. And when you, when we came back the next day to do a review, you're like, I don't know how, how has your opinion changed? I Uh, enjoyed watching the movie as much as you can enjoy a movie about a man becoming a serial killer and not being in the world, neglecting his mental health. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, we do have a review up for the lighthouse. I this is in no way comparing the two movies except Other for we saw them like a, literally a night apart. That, that's the only comparison I have is that one I had more fun because like mermaids and nautical themed stuff and the fun aesthetic and everything. Yeah. I don't know why I even brought that up. Go watch the lighthouse review. You hear what I think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the Joker sitting on it, uh, the more I think about it, the more. I think it's just a really well, technically well-crafted movie. Also, we didn't mention this in the review, but the person who did the score for Chernobyl, which was just like sounds and tones, and it was wonderful yeah. and very eerie and unsettling, did the score for Joker, and that makes sense because it's that's exactly what I was thinking I, when I was really the score. I really like the score. That was something that really captured me was the score in Joker. There's one particular it's a, scene. It's evocative. Yeah, there's one particular scene um, – that I won't dive too deeply into until we get into spoilers, maybe it's set in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam knows what scene I'm talking about. Uh, it's really, it's really stuck with me since we've watched it. Same. I think I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. But, um, the more I think about it, the more, um, the movie kind of feels hollow. I heard other reviewers say that. And I think that just kind of helped me. You know, sometimes you got to hear other yeah. reviews to like help you kind of find out what, what's irking you or what you're liking about something. And the movie feels, um, hollow that doesn't mean that like it's not a very well-crafted movie and there are parts of it i enjoy there's parts i don't like because you're not supposed to like parts of this movie Mm -hmm. and i i think i'm i i followed the journey i understood everything i needed to but as an overall like experience for me it it just kind of felt it it felt hollow i kind of like we know a lot about joaquin phoenix's arthur fleck character but at the same time i just kind of felt like Something something wasn't clicking with me with that character. I don't need to like him. I yeah. knew I wasn't going to like You're not supposed to like him. Um, but you do have to... You empathize with him at, yeah. at times. But something about it, just like... It, it, the more... like I, I felt like... I mentioned this in the review. It felt like it was trying to say a lot of things. And it doesn't really figure out what it's trying to say about those things. Except for mental health. When it comes to like our neglect of mental, people with mental... Uh, illnesses of the mind and and then not um, and choosing to ignore them or not giving them the help that they need. Yeah. It felt, for me, 
again, that's that's the whole point of this because with the controversy and I'm definitely staying away from that comment section. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to have a million different opinions about this, and that's fine. I'm just saying for myself, maybe a rewatch will help me get get it more. Yeah, uh, and I would rewatch this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm just kind of. Not becoming bummed out about the movie. It's just not sticking with me the way I thought it would. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. Actually, now that you say that, I actually think there is a comparison to be made to The Lighthouse because both films deal with um, a kind of dubious sense of reality, unreliable narrators and stuff like that. And in that sense, I actually feel like, which is weird. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, feel, I enjoyed Joker. The more I think about it, the more I appreciate what I tried to do. And I feel like I'm not supposed to. I feel like I feel like general consensus is like no bad that you like that. No, you know what I mean. I like think, you, get boy, out of here with actually, that. Actually, let me check um, really quick because I want to see Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Um, but uh, yeah, but you know those audience members, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same reason when I when it's like whenever I talk about uh, you know I don't really like the Last Jedi, but not for the same reasons other people don't yeah, like. You're it. not going to be doing a big long. I'm not one. I personally think Rose Tycho is one of the best additions to the Star Wars franchise. I want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so and your favorite reasons. part was the casino stuff. You're weird. You, you're confused. Not that, you're not confused that. why we didn't spend more time there. And no, I agree no, with not, you. Not the casino part, but I do like. I thought Rose Tech was really yeah. cool. Ninety three percent audience score. For yeah, Joker. man. I don't know, but here's the thing. Um, and weirdly, um, I I I think Joker was more successful in that because I knew what it was trying to do. Leaving the lighthouse like. Unsure what the thesis statement of this movie is. True, but to flip it, yeah, I enjoyed the world I experienced for the lighthouse, even though it was hellish, and mm-hmm. they were going, they're go- they're going it's, through little yeah, hell. It's, yeah, it's like, but it's, the Joker felt real, and yeah. the lighthouse felt like a nightmare. So yeah. it was like that's I mean, fun to explore. Props to both for those me. movies. I probably both those movies because I think they had the visceral reaction they wanted. Because I was tense for almost the entirety of Joker. Yeah, and in Lighthouse, I, ju- I I said this in a review too. It's like I just wanted a blanket and a space heater <laughs> and to eat something warm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I want to be just, dry. Warm me up. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, when I think about it, as I've passed, there's there's one element that we might talk about when we get into spoilers that doesn't track as believable to me. For Joker? For Joker. And, and I think that might it might possibly be uh, the time I grew up in. Because I know there was an element you pointed out that actually just tangentially, because I'm watching The Deuce, I could be like, actually, no, that was a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so maybe, maybe the part that, that doesn't track for me, if... The deuce had brought it up. I'd be like, oh, wait, no, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Um, but uh, uh, other than that, I I think, um, I don't know. I, I appreciate what Joker's trying to do. I appreciate Todd Phillips' goal of trying to make a re, quote-unquote real movie, um, a true cinema movie through the superhero lens. Because there's, with Martin Scorsese and everything, there's this, for those that don't know, he made a point. He's doing the rounds for The Irishman. Um, this three and a half hour long mob movie that I hear is great. And if I'm honest, I'm excited for it. I'm just glad I'm watching it on Netflix and not having to sit here for it. Side note, if Netflix had chopped it up into three episodes, great. I would watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll check it out still. So uh, uh, they asked him about Marvel movies and he said he's tried to watch them, but to him, they're not cinema. Uh, and I believe he said something along the lines of, you know, they're not trying to say something real and human and psychologically emotional about humanity and to and to the point also because this gets thrown out with all the fucking tweets and everything he said they're well made yes and the actors are doing the best that they can yeah but he to him it's more like a roller coaster ride yeah theme park theme park which isn't i don't think is completely that's kind of the goal right Mm -hmm. they're trying to take you on a ride that's not even really a he might mean it as a disc but it's not even really a disc but anyway it feels it but for fans who only are reading that end part. Yeah, and also he said he tried to watch them. So clearly he's not a fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he didn't get to Ant-Man. Oh he, he didn't really know. try. He didn't an Ant-Man. He'd know. He loves heist um, movies. But um, it, like, it reminds me a little bit of the conversation between, like, people don't perceive comics as literature, right? But then occasionally like a big light bulb moment for me it weirdly enough when i was reading brian azarello and libra meho's joker it's like that's literature you know what i mean and so that distinction is is nebulous and up to interpretation but we're in a similar time like watchmen is literature watchmen is 100 literature and but the reason alan moore did that in a superhero context is because in the comic book medium that's his only fucking option mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're rapidly getting to the point where if you're a filmmaker and you want to make cinema 
guess what? Somebody's going to have to have face paint or mask or a cape on because that's the only type of movies we make. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Actually. And so, like, and, I, and that's, and I think this is on, I know we've had a Watchmen movie and I think the closest we've had to this prior to this is Logan, but this is, feels like the first real salvo of like superhero movie as when we use the terms, I know Marvel has the cinematic universe, but the term cinema as in kind of a more artsy fartsy, whatever that, that's this feels like the first honest to god attempt at that. See, okay, to the point, I don't disagree fully with in, in the say, comic book superhero genre. When, like, but to your point, when it's like to get movies made, they have to be superhero movies. Like, they hide comedies in there, they hide westerns, and they hide real movies, but it has a cape over. I get, I understand, and I don't fully disagree. That being said, what is we've been talking about this whole time is the lighthouse. We have studios like A24 where yeah, directors but, and actors are able to make original stories that are captivating, and then those directors are, are, are trusted by bigger studios to go and make movies. Quentin Tarantino still makes movies. Martin Scorsese still makes no, movies. No, but those, those two are exceptions. Robert Eggers will, never, will not be... The only studio that would let Robert Eggers do something like Lighthouse is A24. And if you're back where I grew up in St. Petersburg, I would not be able to see that movie. Yeah. No, but you know I, I, mean? I don't think to say that they a bigger studio wouldn't let him make a movie like that because you could talk about Darren Aronofsky made a movie like Mother, and that's a pretty... But that also got a limited release. That it, wasn't a That, wasn't that one a major, didn't, but the, like A24 of course yeah. that, that most like the witch gets like a yeah a the witch release. good time like a lot of the movie movies like um uh lost city of zed like we used to make movies like that like but big it, but also actually it's weirdly it's always sunny made a really good point on that in this episode in their newest episode where they talked about like they talk about cinema from a point of view like that and again i don't disagree with you yeah um but they talk about like making the, these movies and studios are like no we want to make those movies like they can have a voice yeah. box for all yeah, movie yeah. studios ever and they're like yeah but like did you guys see the last movie of this franchise no and that's no. A, that's the and that's the reason why it is the way it is and it used to there was like a heyday in the you know where where Todd Phillips was pulling from the Joker in like the 70s and 80s um, where those movies Sorry. were prior to Jaws and Star Wars like the biggest hit was Godfather yeah, which you know is I mean? great. Like, Thinking about it now is crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, and, and Jaws, and then even more importantly, Star Wars changed the way, and you can make that argument, and there's nothing wrong with that argument, but the the way studios, it also has to do with the way studios market stuff, mm-hmm. in a way, so it's like, yeah, if you, and, and the other crazy thing is it wouldn't cost you as much money, like I think, going back to the superhero thing, like Deadpool proved, like, hey, you don't need to use all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. To have a successful movie, you know what I mean. So, like, thankfully, things like John Wick are, and that's not the because it's like it's still like an action uh, movie with a with a kind of like but oddball mythology, but it's not a superhero movie. It is technically, yeah. But it, it it is an original story that someone came up yeah. with, and they built out a full world. Like they, I think that to your, your point, and it's a point that a lot of people make. They're not wrong, yeah. But also, I think. The fact that A24 movies, while they do get limited releases, are getting the press from it. And also they end up on streaming services as well. Yeah. Like it's a bummer that I wish Netflix Netflix made better movies. (laughs) Yeah, but going to the Netflix thing, one of the movies we saw uh, at Fantastic Fest was uh, Dolomite Is My Name. Mm -hmm. And that's going basically straight to Netflix, limited theatrical release. God bless Netflix for making that. But that would have been a big studio. Back when um, uh, Eddie Murphy was in his heyday, Mm -hmm. that would have been a big studio release. He's making uh, Coming to America 2. Uh, which will probably do fine because of Coming to America 1. But if you tried to make Coming to America now, it'd probably be straight to Netflix. Dep- which is, which I don't is disagree kind of, because they still make I, – they, I understand what you're saying. Again, I yeah. understand what you're saying. I I just think that studios are aware of that now. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I think there are more – there is a faith that is with their filmmakers as well. Are we still going to get 70 more Star Wars movies? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And also, to be fair – TV is better than it than it's ever 100%. been. One hundred percent. So like yeah. Jeremy Sonier those... will make like a green room, and then he'll. I mean, he just didn't. I wish this. Uh, I wish this example worked better. But yeah. then he went on to like work on True Detective yeah. season three, yeah, and stuff like that. Like, but th- the point still kind of holds a little bit. Where it's like they could. There's other avenues for them to go now. Something I'm hopeful for is I know the Russos are producing Twenty One Bridges, which is cool. Yeah, and and uh, their their next movie is Cherry, starring Tom Holland. And so I'm hoping, although you know they're. The problem that sounds, but one of the one of the issues with the Marvel formula is a lot of their barring a Taika Waititi um, and um, um, wow, immediately left my brain. Ryan Coogler, um, barring those, most of the directors are kind of anonymous. 
You know what I mean? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Outside of that. But James Gunn, I'd say, had some James Gunn, idea. yeah, 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 yeah. James Gunn is another good example of, of somebody that outside of that um, uh, anonymity. Um, but you'd like to hope some of that cachet. Like, I don't know. People saw Infinity War and Endgame because it was Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that translates to the Russo's getting that same amount of love for Cherry. True. It'd be cool if they did. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea that, like, you know, Taika Waititi did Thor, and now he's doing Jojo Rabbit, and now he's going to do another Thor, and who knows what he's going to do next. Uh, I think Ryan Coogler's doing another movie in between Black Panther and Black Panther 2. Um, I'm hoping those that gives opportunity for, for filmmakers to do do other kinds of movies. I just, is um, you know, with as comics other type of stories outside of superhero stuff, which obviously I love superhero stuff. It got choked out. Part of that was Comics Code Authority and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But, but you know what I mean? There's a lot of things there. But it's like you, you hope that people get an opportunity to... I think one of the reasons people are jumping down Martin Scorsese's throat is because the only movies they watch are superhero movies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They don't have it. Like, they can't go, well, it's like, well, yeah, I mean... I like Ant Man too, but it's no good time. You know what I mean? Like they don't have that to, to pull from. They're not seeing those movies. You know what I mean? Crazy because yeah. they're both heist movies. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, <laughs> it should be up your alley. You know what I mean? Um, no, I get you. And not every and not every movie that is cinema is necessarily better or worse. There's movies that that I consider cinema. I don't particularly like. <laughs> Would you say the newest Suspiria is cinema? Yeah, and I didn't particularly like it. That doesn't seem up my alley. You know, and the original Suspiria is is, is kind of a trash yellow horror movie, but I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, uh, so, and and that's not even that's not me saying the new Suspiria is bad. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. So you can. And, and there are just normal entertainment movies that can mean a lot to you, but that doesn't make them cinema. And there's cinema movies that you might not like that much, but there are other ones you might love that might like yeah. rock your world. So then when it comes to the distinction between graphic novels and, and regular books. Well, I don't think that one. I think I, it's I don't a like similar that. discussion. I, like that. I think it's a similar discussion. I don't like when people say graphic novels as if it's more important than comics. It's like, well, graphic it's the same medium. Graphic novels are comics yeah i think the distinction the the wording i would use literature uh is it is it literature is it it are there comics that are literature i think i got a stack of comics here because we did, just did our comic show and i don't think any of these yeah none of these i would count as literature but there are there are some mm-hmm. uh watchmen is a classic example from hell basically p- pick any alan moore non-superior work let's <laughs> say why the last man why the last man i think is a good example i you know what i guess i think i'll have to wait till the end of saga um because you hope to, but and again the, the definition is kind of nebulous it's it's kind of dependent so, on so intent is, and so kind of the way exactly. it's received same with cinema and entertainment it's kind of the way it's received it's kind of the intent it's kind of the a lot of times yeah people use it as a jab like either way, yeah, either, yeah, yeah. either direction you use it. Um, but we can all agree that Six Flags is a better theme park than Disneyland. I'm just glad we were able to figure that out. And I'm glad Martin Scorsese. Oh, man, took a turn. I'm glad took Martin a turn. Scorsese agrees with me. Martin Scorsese is With Six Flags, do you think he likes the most? Great America. I like to imagine because I, I. He's uh, a Knott's Berry guy. Uh, I, I like to imagine because I know people right after right after uh, Martin Scorsese's stuff got picked up, people picked up James Gunn. Like, I can't believe. Whatever, whatever. I like to imagine when he's writing that he's in the line for the. The Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Like, <laughs> what do you mean this is a ride? What's, what are you talking about? This is cinema. They, did, they even make, did they even make a taxi driver ride? No, of course not, because that movie's depressing as hell. Yeah, but they're going to make a Joker ride based on this. You get to go... <laughs> Like what? What would be the accident? You get to feel what a car accident feels like. <laughs> there you go. Whoa. So, um, are you ready to dive into spoilers on this bad boy? Uh, oh yeah, we're talking about Joker. You were talking about Joker. Before yes. we do that, let's say hi to a friend of ours. Let's do it, gang. This is a really exciting sponsorship. I've been waiting for them to call. Left them a couple messages, yeah. but I'm glad they finally got back to Sam's us. Sam's been sitting by the phone with bated breath. Oh yes. Speaking of breath, what actually makes? A better toothbrush. Is it industrial strength power? Claims of miraculously trendy ingredients? Multiple modes? <laughs> if you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. <laughs> Ain't that right, fellas? <laughs> we just bumped up. You can't see it, but <laughs> we can't just see bumped, it. Yeah. Well, that's why Quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health 
healthier habits. Boy, howdy, ain't that the truth. Quips sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer. Guide gentle brushing for a dentist recommended two minutes with 30-second pulses ensuring an even clean. Quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. The sleek, intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. <laughs> so you make sure you're getting all the nooks and crannies. That's pretty convenient. That's pretty cool. These thoughtful features make brushing something you can actually want to do twice every day. Good habits matter to live a healthier life. So help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. And gang, we've got a deal for you. Do not miss out. Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash answers. So this is a really simple way for you to support this show and start brushing better. But you have to go to getquip.com slash answers to get your first refill for free. We all love it when we get things for free. So go to getquip.com slash answers to get that free refill. Go right now. Go right now, please. To getquip.com slash answers. I can attest that every good thing I've done in my life has had to be a habit Mm -hmm. that I have formed, that I start, that I stick with. Quip can help you with that. And we always love it when you check out our sponsors because it really helps support this show. You doing that is what makes this show possible. So please go check out getquip.com slash answers. Please and thank you. Also, Quip, you rule. Thanks for supporting our show. Now back to the episode. To that question, we are going to talk about Joker, but I was thinking about this when we were talking. Yes. Do you think Stranger Things could have been a movie? Yeah, one hundred percent. Made today, like like a like a wait, like made, a movie? No, no, no. Oh, like, oh, pitched the idea. Don't take all the seasons we have. Like if the first season, you can condense down some of those stories. Um, like Barb, like like a mainstream. Like could you uh, have made Paramount that a movie? Puts it in every theater in the world. No, right? No. So and and while that sucks, I'm really glad I got to watch it on Netflix and watch it at my own pace. It wasn't like it was. It's you don't enjoy as much, but I yeah. I well, like I, that that options there. And I think part of this is like it's a pendulum. You know what I mean? Like it, it things become you know things go one way, and everybody's like I'm tired of this, and then they push it back the other way, and then they're tired of that, and then whatever. Um, but but you do make a good point in that you know we're not we're not getting some of like. Like some of the fantasy epics we used to, but we also have Game of Thrones, and that would would have been inconceivable. Like nice, not you know, like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like so, so like and like Dark Crystal just got a whole series, yes. and it's and it was done with puppets. It wasn't done like two D animation, three D yeah. animation. wasn't done anything. They built the puppets, they built the worlds, they did the whole thing. Yeah, that's insane, and that happened. Yeah. They, like you, like who owns that Disney now? Like yeah. Disney's gonna make a movie of that. No. So so there are there are ways to enjoy this stuff, but there is, you know, going back to uh the lighthouse when we were sitting there and then the curtain opened only part of the way <laughs> and the and the lights didn't because it was it was four three. That was, it was it was intentional. Um there's something magical about that moment sitting in a the theater and the lights dim that you don't get when you're watching something at home. And so I think that's what people feel like when when the type of movies they used to love aren't getting big theatrical releases because not we live out here we're able to get those experiences. Yeah, we are we are definitely privileged in that. But you're sense. but you you wish other people had that where they're just going to a movie and the lights dim. It's like oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. And well, then sometimes you everyone's get an introvert special. now. Yeah, yeah. So talking about Joker, and I think uh, if you're cool with it, we're we're good to dive into spoilers. Yeah, um, Batman shows up. Dude, the the funniest thing to about this movie to me, again, spoilers, is that it's not even a Batman movie, and yet we still can't escape the gravitational pull of killing off the Waynes in one of these fucking movies. No, uh, you brought up a great point that I, I was like kind of mentioning to people. I like the idea of it, because I don't know if the movie, now thinking about it, the movie's even trying to say this, but at the in the finale, we have him and Arkham yeah. talking with a therapist. Yes. And you see him... What you imagine is that he's imagining Bruce alone without his, without Thomas, without Martha. In yeah, because you see that shot of him in the alley, and then there's a little callback to the super rats that run behind him. Yeah, yeah. So in that scene, and then he says, he says you wouldn't get it. There's a there's an implication there where it's like, is he imagining that he's responsible for that? For if he still imagines that Thomas is his dad, yeah, uh, that he got to take that away from Bruce, and that yeah. somehow that didn't happen the way that we saw it happen on screen, yeah. and maybe. The whole movie didn't happen. Because you pointed out that whenever he imagines stuff, so a big part of this movie is it, it is one hundred percent from Arthur's perspective, mm-hmm. um, and so therefore, as the movie goes on, 
what is or is not real is is up to interpretation, which actually fixed because right after uh, two things happen after his first kill, which the, the way it happens, they have it is so visceral. Mm-hmm. It's not even even that much if you just on paper it's not that much more violent than like at the beginning of winter soldier black widow shoots like five people and captain america decapitates a guy with a shield but this is like but you, you have to like sit in the blood and you have to sit in like people like suffering yeah yeah yeah. and it, he goes and he dances in a bathroom which is one of this it's, haunting it's haunting it's hypnotic it's kind of beautiful but you don't want it to feel beautiful because of what it, all the things it represents and then he goes to um zazie beats apartment and starts making out with you and you're like time out hold on this guy's been nothing but a creepy weirdo to this girl what's happening did, here so did you and i'm usually pretty oblivious to a lot of things that happens and that happen in movies and tv shows as soon as that happened like oh he's hallucinating i not immediately because there have been enough movies where i what did i just see where the same like oh we saw patrick and the girl fell in love with that guy, and it's like that guy's a, what? Yeah, what? It happens so often in movies where this beautiful, stunning, capable, smart woman falls for like a just a nothing of a guy, basically Plato. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and so I was like, is this that shit? And it wasn't until a few minutes later, I'm like, I, I started hoping that it's like, please be a hallucination because this doesn't track for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, it's his interpretation of reality is up for up for grabs. And it ends with him basically being celebrated as like a folk hero. Um, and it's like that could be all – a couple ways. If you, if this is just an Arthur Fleck movie, that could just be Arthur Fleck imagining that this happens. If this is a Joker movie, I honestly think, even though this is clearly set in like 1981 or whatever, if you told me Joaquin Phoenix's take on Joker was going to be in Robert – Patton's movie I'm like yeah fine because then I'm just going to imagine modern day Joker just imagined what if I'd been around in the 80s and I was partially responsible for the death of Bruce Wayne's parents cool you know what I mean like I like it's just so I I think that's a great point because the whole in the beginning of the movie we see him watch the Murray Franklin show and imagine himself there and so the idea of him in an estate asylum it's so it's so sad so him imagining like that freedom that everybody else imagines or associates with this clown killer character whatever maybe he is maybe he isn't what he thinks he is yeah yeah we don't know and i think and honestly i think that's an aspect of the movie that i think feeds into the controversy i think a thing i really like about this movie is it doesn't make joker this like sexy predatory virile you know magnetic figure he's just kind of a dipshit that kind of falls face first into this situation and he's sick and he's and he's very sick and um so what happened the reason i think people bring to this their this idea of the clown killer what they want to and i think people bring into this movie their feelings on a lot of the issues that you know like because the tension starts building like we already know arthur it, has been inst- institutionalized before. He's got issues. And then a coworker, he gets beat up real bad. So a coworker thinks he's doing him a favor and gives him a gun. It's like, mm-hmm. And even Arthur brings up, like, I'm not supposed to have this. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he thinks he has a friend. Yeah. That is, by the way, best scene in the movie. For, for me, is yeah. him dropping the gun in a children's hospital and him panicking yeah. and holding it. Like, I know that feeling when I actually dropped a birthday present yep. that was a surprise and had to hide it. Yeah. I did that. I didn't do this. So yeah. that reaction was simply, the look on his face had gave me the same feeling yeah. as that. Um, and also, so, it, oh, oh, you were mentioning. Gun bef- violence and all that stuff you, you bring to that movie, and so that affects your feelings y- on it. You were mentioning before that there was a moment that I had trouble believing, but you mentioned from the deuce. That moment you're speaking of is when the kids just randomly beat the shit out of this, like, this clown. Yeah. Where I'm like, I see what you're doing. Like, you're trying to show that the world sucks. And, like, so, like it's like, um, I imagine any early aughts movie where it's like down and uh, down and out guy gets yeah. beat up by random gangsters who are outside his <laughs> building in downtown, like yeah. or in the suburbs. Yeah. Sure, whatever. It felt like that. Yeah, um, I'm specifically thinking of Bruce Almighty when he gets God powers and like beats up like all these Hispanic gangsters, and it's like, wait, what is what? what's going on here? So uh, I've been watching this season of The Deuce. And there's something the cops are, they're trying to clean up the deuce, which is Times Square. And Times Square is the way it is now. Uh, but then 
It was not that. (laughs) There's a reason Daredevil and Punisher and all those characters were like sat down in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, And yeah, they called them wolf packs. There's a bunch of kids that would just run up and mug people, like assault them, mug them, and run away. And they're normally kids of color. Um, and it's, it's one of those, it's, it's like a lot of things in this world where it's like the, yeah, assaulting people and robbing them is horrifying is bad, but also these, these kids grew up here. They, their situation shitty. You know what I mean? Like, um, so it's, it's one of those, it, it feels perfect for Gotham where it's like the environment kind of makes you into this thing that you wouldn't have been otherwise. If you'd grown up in the suburbs, you wouldn't be fucking assaulting people Mm -hmm. um so the thing for me and maybe if i if a show had been talking about this at the time so he kills two three yuppies Mm -hmm. uh guys that work uptown for we find out later for win enterprises and i had a problem with that scene too but go and at first i was like well good that it wasn't like a bunch of minorities you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's not like you know because that's its own but what happens is people latch on to this and it's this idea they use the clown imagery to they and they have signs for these for these protests of kill the rich and it's like weirdly though if we're looking specifically at this time even though a lot of our issues are are burdened upon us by the wealthy the the violent protesters aren't protesting the rich they're Mm -hmm. protesting other poor people you know what i mean they're protesting immigrants and stuff like that and so it's like that doesn't like that doesn't track for me um because of the time we live in you know maybe maybe if you uh, like i was around for the la riots but i wasn't you know i was like six or something um so you know maybe if you'd been around for the la riots or something like that you'd have a different context for that where where people do uh rise up violently against the rich um you know so so that that was like it felt it that part felt like story machinations to me like plotting machinations to get to where to where the movie ends up and that was the part where i i kind of like it took me out of it a little bit Mm -hmm. um because everything else felt like brutally realistic um to the way you know he doesn't feel listened to in his own these sessions but it doesn't really matter because the state cut funding and you know what i mean this guy is just kind of like off in the wind nobody gives a shit and it's like what's the worst gonna happen you know what i mean like <laughs> i do like actually i do, i do like the your your criticism is totally valid but i actually like that aspect of it i mean like i get why it, there are parts of it when it comes to real life it's not as believable yeah. but i do like the association that they just built this man up bigger than he was and like yeah. this this kind of infectious um symbol that yeah. is become that is the Joker, and I like that. Like, yeah, that doesn't exist if Batman's there. There's like literally no way. Like the way that you want it to the work. Yeah. Like it's really only going to work if there's nothing else as a symbol of hope for people. The only hope they have is someone violently rising up, and that's awful. And that yeah. happens. And that happens. It is so, an interesting. Like almost rebuttal because the newspaper is always like clown vigilante. It's like, oh, this is a weird like mm-hmm. alternate like kind of a rebuttal to the idea of Batman. Well, it kind of also helps explain like why anyone teams up with villains besides like mm-hmm. money reasons. Yeah, you look at them as like they're right. Yeah, like and and they're not. If you have them like overly evil, like throwing their henchmen like down holes, it's like <laughs> stop working for them. Yeah, That's yeah, stupid. Yeah. So my problem was actually during the killing the yuppies. Um, uh, they're all like doing the not when when they're they're like being whatever towards the girl. Yeah. I bought that. Like I was like, okay, I can see what they're doing because they're drunk, yeah. they're entitled, they're privileged, whatever. I get that. When they started messing with him because he was laughing, I get that yeah. they they attached to that. It's how they did it, mm-hmm. and I was like, when they're like singing the bring, sun in the clouds, yeah, yeah I was like. I mean, yeah. sure it felt like writing yeah it didn't feel like that scene worked for me um it, it worked just after because, that for just me because like the way when when they go into tunnels and the lights cut out I, or maybe it was the electricity the lights cut out and his laugh man his laugh joaquin phoenix's laugh there's there's been a lot of talk about like him on set and it's like do you so, actor and then you see the, the laugh and you're like yeah that had to have been he looks like he's in physical pain like Oh my God! I've never laughter never seemed so traumatic. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah, it feels it feels gross. Like yeah. he's hacking something. It feels up. invasive. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's something invading his body. Mm-hmm. Ugh. A really good performance and a good and I think a good take on what uh, on a thing that might uh, on a Joker thing. Like what if he what if he honest to God can't help that shit? 
It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and also when he spread like his own blood on his mouth and made the smile, that was cool. Yeah. A cool callback to the beginning when he's pulling his mouth up and he's actually happy now, and that's just awful and yeah. frightening. Um, but you mentioned that laughter, and I thought, oh, the most evil thing he did was that he brought a date to um, to a stand up com- his first stand up <laughs> comedy. Someone sent that to me, and I was like, "That's hilarious because yeah. that is pretty. That's so mean. mean. I know it's delusional, yeah. but in his head, he's like, this is great. This is gonna be great.' Yeah. And he did great. And there's no reason for anybody to think he didn't do great at the comedy show. And I love like I like Robert De Niro's character in this, where it's like, actually, I kind of don't believe you. I, it's weird. I if I know he's supposed to be like a like king of comedy to throw yeah. back to that it didn't feel like he was a very good talk show host mm-hmm. he didn't feel like a johnny carson or, yeah. or whatever the equivalent would have been because he felt like almost like kind of checked out by it mm-hmm. um so i don't think robert de niro as a comedian yeah. <laughs> but that's what he was so but i liked his point like when uh joaquin phoenix is like he's pointing out all the things and the injustices and what he did and i i like having Robert De Niro there as this like esteemed actor that you can believe when he says his points, yeah. but also you can see what Arthur's talking and about also, to a degree. Yeah. Always got to put, I'm going to just reiterate that a million times because I, I understand the criticism of this, but there are parts of this movie I like. So yeah. And Robert De Niro kind of gets to be the voice of like, wait, it sounds like you're trying to justify you killing these guys. And it's interesting. I think, an issue I had with that is because we, we kind of do see him because he does make fun of Arthur and we like Arthur for the most part. Uh, and yeah, for the most part, um, up until that point, and he, um, and it's like, well, wait, you were kind of a dick because you put up a thing, but because you get Robert De Niro to do it, it adds this depth. So when he says like, hey, you don't know me, it's like actually we don't. This, like, this guy might be a chill dude, and and when Arthur gives him his weird list of demands, he's, he rolls with it. He's like, yeah, okay, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. We're trying to treat this guy well, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like he might have been a perfectly fine guy. Yeah. Like, and also you kind of hope that like, as far as he knows, like he he bombed at stand up, which is crazy that he got this like footage yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the eighties. Yeah, in eighty, that that was another way. It was like, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, but like, I I love that's how it spirals. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Wendy S. says, I agree with DJ about it being good that this Joker, in the end, isn't charismatic and sexy and cool. He feels the, like the origin of the Joker and the other canon Jokers we see are fantastical mil- myths built on Flex Original. Yeah, that sounds yeah, cool. That sounds like a cool way of interpreting it. Yeah. yeah. And I liked this, this that you mentioned as we were leaving the... When he's looking at his file, by the way, all, another favorite scene for me. Oh, Brian Tyree Henry. Brian Tyree Henry, because he is the only normal person that's not like an elite. He yeah. is a normal person. Not Zazie Beats as this like fantasy that he has. Yeah. Which he has to be dead, right? I'd like to think not, not. but probably. Yeah, but probably. <laughs> yeah. I hope not as well. Um, but when he has that scene where he's like reading the file and he he's just connecting the dots that like he shouldn't he <laughs> fucked up he like went down he wasn't thinking about it he shouldn't have been doing this yeah. and i i love that cuz you get like this genuine like real person reaction to it where he's like yeah, 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 yeah. And we've he, all—he's so good. You know what's crazy that we didn't know? I my first interaction with him is Atlanta. He was in Book of Mormon, and he was the. You ever seen it? Yeah. Okay, so great. he's the warlord, and so like, oh, that's I, great. and I'm like, that's amazing. No, he's so he he was in Hotel Artemis, and he he was working on a whole other. Everybody else like, hey, we're doing this fun movie. And it's like, no, I'm playing a person. Yeah, you know what I mean, he still is trying to prove himself. He, yeah, he's he's a really really gifted actor, and you and you don't think about it with Atlanta because. Uh, it's only when you see him out of that context and you see the range he has as a performer. He's so talented. He's always angry and quiet in that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Even when he's happy, it's like... And like what Keith Stanfield stands out and Donald Glover stands out because he's Donald Glover. You know what I mean? Like God, that show's great. Yeah, it's really good. That who barbershop knows, episode. Who knows when we'll ever get a season three. Um, so we have some questions in the Discord. Nathan the Man, did it provide any good clown memes? It did not. I sure I mean, sure dro- maybe not. maybe the gun dropping in the children's hospital. Maybe might get that. Something. Maybe that. Uh, uh, do you think Joaquin Phoenix is the new hottest Joker? Or is that still Jack Nicholson? Uh, by the way, the hottest one is Cesar Romero. That's not even a question. Yeah. He has a mustache. I. It's it rude that you asked that, J- Jimmy. Wait, where's the? That's the quiet part. <laughs> uh, that was so not the sound I thought it was going to make. <laughs> um. <laughs> the uh, I, there was an interview going around with Cesar Romero, 
And like you forget that he was like a sex symbol before because we all know him as Joker now. Yeah. But like he was a sex symbol back in the day in the interview and he's wearing the Joker face paint and you're like, oh, fuck, this Joker is sexy. Yeah. Like I didn't even think about it. Um, oh, by the way, you mentioned interviews. You mentioned Joaquin Phoenix in interviews. Yeah. I'll Jimmy just Kimmel. recommend, yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel interview because it says plus behind the scenes footage on like the, it was like number seven on trending on YouTube. Oh my God. Um, it's this like, what the way Jimmy Kimmel sets it up in this interview with Joaquin Phoenix is that Todd Phillips sent over some on-set footage of Joaquin Phoenix after he teased it up with, we heard that on set it was tense. Yeah. So you're like, oh God, like yeah. is this like Christian Bale yelling at the yeah, sound yeah, yeah. guy on Terminator? I can't believe Christian Bale was in a Terminator movie. Yeah. Um, and then you watch it, and it's just ha- him having like little tantrums with himself, yeah. and like because you can't hear anybody else offset, you can just hear him getting snippy with them, yeah, and like snippy and kind of annoying and whiny, yeah. and it's just like, and then like Joaquin Phoenix is like, they ask him to explain himself, and he looks like so stressed, yeah. And you mentioned like he's already a bad interviewer, yeah, or interviewee, hates, yeah. He hates to impress. It's, he's like notoriously hates to impress. It's one of the reasons he doesn't do superhero movies because he doesn't want to do that shit. Uh, for like multiple movies, you know what I mean? Like, and he already walked out of an interview because they they asked him about like, do you think Joker's going to create violence or whatever? And he just left because uh, also it, one probably shouldn't have walked out, but also I get why you walked. Yeah, out. like yeah, it, it's, it's a weird guy. Yeah, so and it's one of those like, wait, this is the bit you decide to do with like because whoever sent it to him because I've heard rumors that it wasn't actually Todd Todd Phillips, it was the, maybe the studio, which that's a whoever whatever that's a whole other thing when social the, media the, coordinator was like this is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's there's enough there, there no there's not enough there but there's there's a little bit that makes you think maybe it's a bit because the the um cinematographer's last name is share so i guess they were doing a riff on share and they compared him to share because he's being a diva and he's he's like share was an amazing singer and actress that's not even a criticism it's amazing you know what i mean so it's like is this a, a bit? Yeah. Like, I don't... It's not a good bit. Yeah. And he's like, Larry. Larry, the cable guy. Anyway, I will say this, because there's been a lot of think pieces on the top, whatever, whatever, Jokers. And, of course, for me, it's like, this is... Performance-wise, this just has to be up there. But then I was thinking about Heath Ledger's, and it's like, yeah, but the difference for me is Heath Ledger's Joker. Mark Hamill is Joker. This is Arthur Fleck. Yeah. And I don't even know if he ever really... Maybe, in fact, uh, I was trying to think of maybe in the interview, but I don't even think of the interview. I think the one time he's kind of Joker is at the, literally the very end of the movie when he's in the asylum. Mm-hmm. That's the closest we get to Joker. Uh, also, I'd say maybe when he's on the roof of the car smearing blood on his face. Yeah, maybe. Um, just because uh, you got the look and everything yeah. and the crazy shit. Yeah. Um, by the way, I meant to mention this when I mentioned Brian Tyree Henry, but when he's looking at his birth chart and he, they look, then they, they mention that he's adopted mm-hmm. and they don't know who the parents are. You mentioned that still keeps the ambiguity there of yeah. who the Joker is exactly. Yep, we still don't know his real name. You pointed out to me, uh, he looks at a picture of his mom who was like a fox back in yeah. the day. As he's painting his face near the end of the Yeah, movie. he's getting ready to, he, in his mind, uh, end of the road. Yeah. Uh, and on the back, I saw the TW, but for some reason I still thought that was being made out to Thomas Wayne. But you pointed out, no, that's from Thomas Wayne. So like, maybe. Which is confusing too because it's a picture of her. Yeah, but it would it's signed T W, so it could be for Thomas Wayne because she's delusional. Yeah, or it's from. Yeah, which is super. Or he like signed not like a gift like he signed it on the back or something, right? So it's like. And it's just super interesting. Also, don't stick your fingers into a kid's mouth. No, don't know. Don't ever because there's a moment because we're not. You know, this this version of Thomas Wayne is along the ones that are a little harder to like. There's mm-hmm. there's the nice Thomas Waynes and the not so nice Thomas Waynes. This one's harder to like. And he slugs Arthur at one point. And then I remember that Arthur like put his hands in his kid's mouth. Like, yeah, punch that guy too. Fuck yeah. that guy. Uh, and also, uh, some people online were pointing out like the subtle Batmanisms. So when he, uh, you see Bruce on his on his playground and he goes down a fire escape pole and I love like it. that and when Alfred shows up he doesn't yeah. say anything also that his mom was a penny and he's penny worth there's kind of something yeah. fun that she used to work for the Waynes maybe that means something maybe it doesn't I mean, it probably does but yeah. like it doesn't matter yeah. and Alfred doesn't even introduce himself he's like uh, hoi hoi he doesn't yeah. do like a the overly British thing he just is a protector for a moment and it's a really cool scene and that's just I don't recognize the actor and no. I don't care because no. I just like that he is he yeah, is the protector yeah, yeah. That, yeah, and also I, I do like the idea of this, like, it's interesting, this reality is like, yeah, Batman would fucking hate the Joker. <laughs> like, like, a guy wearing a clown mask killed his parents, like, yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I want to fuck this guy up. But I think, so I don't know where he falls on Jokers. I'd probably still say, like, either Heath or 
or Mark Hamill, but like this performance is so it's just so its own thing. You know what I mean? It's hard to it's hard to like um, couldn't have been fun. Zachary Zayral uh, says, do you think people forget movies have ratings for a reason? I keep seeing and hearing of some theaters that are posting how Joker's R-rated for a good reason and it's dark and not super happy fun times even though it's a comic book movie and not to bring kids. So you're mentioning this and I saw some like criticism because Alamo Drafthouse did like this like cool graphic. They were like, hey, just so you know, you know who Joker is but this isn't the one you know. This yeah. is a violent movie and I know like when I was a kid, my parents took me to R-rated movies depending it was like we'll go see like die hard yeah they'll cover my eyes during a certain part um they wouldn't take me to this they wouldn't have taken me taken me to this movie because it's that it'd be too much it's a fair warning to put out there because it's a character that's normally in a saturday morning cartoon especially when you've got uh that yeah you had parents that took their kids to deadpool which is not would not be as traumatizing as this movie Mm -mm. would be it would be crazy but there's that video of that uh mom rushing her kid out at the end of midsummer (laughs) <laughs> it's like yeah so you maybe you know what maybe some of them you need to let know you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah and i and people are like oh to be careful my okay favorite warning right now that people are making fun of is people are like watch out for halloween candy there could be edibles in there and everybody else being like you're saying someone bought forty dollars for the edibles and poured it into a dumb snot-nosed kid's bag that's funny yeah. <laughs> anyways it, i don't how much that shit costs in in terms of warnings from the press i'm fine with them saying hey parents look out this is not what you think it is even though they've seen the ads um but yeah uh cam senses on a scale of teen titans go to fuck batman how edgy was this this makes the fuck batman uh thing look like the Excellent no, teenager it is. It's it's yeah, it's a thirteen year old's edgy like fan fiction in is, comparison. Yeah, is that's, that's Titans. That is, that's not yeah. what this movie is. This mm-hmm. movie is. I I've seen some comparisons to um uh I think it was uh Thierry Fournier. It reminded me of Falling Down with Michael Douglas with the DC twist. And Falling Down is a, is something people were pointing to at the end of Breaking Bad. It's Michael Douglas kind of breaks bad, but it ends with him like, wait. Am I the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like kind of the people were comparing that moment to the end with Breaking Bad, where Walt kind of like finally clicks in, like, "Oh wait, hold on, maybe I've been the villain the whole time," which is great. Um, now, the, the ending of this movie, the choice of music from the score to the songs that they picked are wonderful. Yeah, um, not the song I thought it was going to be when he's walking down the stairs as the Joker. He got yeah. fully hit by a car. Yeah, and he went straight to an he, interview. He trucked on. I, I really, I know it's like pretty standard stuff, but like the shots of him like struggling to get up the stairs and then dancing on the way down the stairs. Great imagery. Uh, also, that suit's cool. Uh, and also, I like the La La Land did the same thing. That like cinemascope Technicolor intro, yeah, like where yeah, it's yeah. like this like hand drawn uh, intro and outro for the movie. I find it really cool. Again, lighthouse. Weirdly, a lot of connection to the Lighthouse. Yeah. That had the same thing this yeah. week, which is uh, great. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had like more retro mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I also like, I don't know if it was shot on film. I meant to look this up. But I miss movies where you could like feel it. Lighthouse did a good job of this as well. Obviously a little more ostentatious, (laughs) ostentatiously, but like where you can, you can feel it. Like when you're like within the first few seconds of Joker, which by the way, I think the first act is the best up, up until uh, he kills those guys. I think it's basically perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then it, then it has to actually tell its story. It actually has to get to Joker. Um, But yeah, I miss it when you you could just feel a movie like you could, you knew what Gotham smelled like. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I mean? Jesus. God, this is the worst Gotham yeah. ever. Like I remember in Titans when he's like driving down that one alleyway and like prostitutes are just like exploding or whatever. Like what the fuck's happening? I'm not sure. It's supposed to be a nightmare, yeah. but it's like I don't know. And then th- this is the worst Gotham because it fe- yeah. you feel it. Yeah. You understand. Uh, we mentioned this before. The Nolan Gotham feels like a place. Yeah, kind of feels like. If you made a second Chicago, <laughs> which yeah. they well, shot it there. The, and also the the skyline in those movies is like a composite of Chicago. It's like the biggest city in the world kind mm-hmm. of and a thing. That's yeah. what this feels like, yeah. too. And I and I, I appreciate it that, that in Joker, it felt like I get this Gotham. I get yeah. this Gotham that birthed this person. That, that all the problems aside. And God bless a, it. It needs a Batman. <laughs> yeah. It, the, this movie is very well crafted. And when it comes to telling a story like this, it's... You're not supposed to feel good at it, which yeah. is hard to swallow. That is like yeah. it's 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 tough. Um, but man, I uh, I'm ready for this one to kind of just die down a little bit. There's gonna be think pieces for a long time on this, and yeah. hot, so many hot takes. Don't burn your hands on them, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it, that's what, it'll be what it'll be. And then we'll get to Ant-Man 3 and we'll all be good again. Yep. That's when cinema's back again, baby. Uh-oh, Martin Scorsese as Goliath. Yeah, we're going to get uh, Marty Scorsese to direct Marvel. Take that as a challenge. We're going to direct Ant-Man 3. Fine. You get to make Ant-Man 3. You get to, then, then you get to make Silence 2. Mm-hmm. You're going to direct Blade. <laughs> Go on. You're doing Eternals. Wait, Good fucking got, luck, uh, you fucking dickwad. Oh, here's your tickets to Disneyland. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. Here's your fast pass for Guardians of the Galaxy, you fucking twerp. You're going to have to share a seat with you James Gunn. You think we're fucking nerds? I'm about to ruin your fucking day. <laughs> Watch these people Disney bound all over your grave. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse Kevin, me. Kevin Feige read, it, read, read Martin Scorsese's comments and just went back to counting his money. Yeah, he's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. By the way, if anyone has a deal on the Infinity War box, or the Infinity Saga box set, because I just saw the what it looked like, it's not like a giant hand or anything like that. It's oh, not a bummer. giant glove. It, I'm okay with it. Okay, it looks, right, it looks right. better on the shelf. Yeah. It, like it's like a nice box set. Cool. It's cool. It's like um, it, it's a box where like the the cover of the box mm-hmm. comes off at a diagonal. Yeah, and so all the DVDs are faced out at a 45 degree angle towards you, so you can just pull them out. Oh, cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of. I I own <laughs> all of the. Once I get Endgame, I'll own all of those movies that I want to own. I haven't seen Ant Man and the Wasp on your shelf. Yes, you have not seen that. Where's Iron Man 3? I do enjoy that one. When we did the rewatch, I did enjoy that one more. Where's Thor the Dark World? Never. But you're telling me you need that one. It says Martin Scorsese's got to see that one. Yeah. <laughs> Mar- uh, what if he sat down Martin and was like... Martin Scorsese's Dark World 2. And he's like, well, I love Godfather Part 2, so Iron Man 2 uh-huh. and Thor 2. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if we'll get the cap after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Off on and then one. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Well, we don't know about Cap. It says Winter Soldier. I don't know if that's 2 or not. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. I might have to go back for that one. But we'll see how we feel about, about Thor 2. That just Maybe makes sense. Maybe the Incredible Hulk. Just uh, <laughs> pad it out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So there are thoughts on uh, cinema and Joker. Let us know what you all think. You can tweet us. Uh, you can tweet the podcast at Only Stupid Answers. You can get that out some stupid. Go to patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers because Super TV Showdown comes back next Yay. week, baby. We're going to be shooting Thursday. Yeah. We're, yep. still, we're still figuring out the final time. There was a question mark in that, mm-hmm. and I remember now. It's Thursdays. Yeah. We just got to see when Roxy's free. Yeah. Because we got time. We can make it work. <laughs> We're just sitting here waiting every yeah. every week. But we are seeing El Camino on Monday. The Breaking Bad movie. Super excited. We have to dress up. So get ready for that, boys and girls. dads are going to have to do some laundry. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to go find some fancy stuff. So until then, gang, make sure you stay tuned on all the social media stuff. Check out One More Time with Sam Basher. I hope Check to fucking out. Christ it's on Apple Podcasts. Why the fuck is it not on Apple Podcasts? Check it out. Please. Till next time, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.